0: could twitch does twitch have on their horizon a way to monetize vods do they now i don't even know
1: yeah they do they, they pre-roll an ad
0: and and does that specifically go to the streamer
1: uh, i believe i believe so i mean could be wrong on that but i i want to say that i heard it did hmm. you're not going to have a lot of vod traffic. i mean that's really not what twitch is for you will have people watch them, but I mean, like YouTube is the place you're, you're going to have those kind of video.
0: Yeah, I was just wondering, like, what what would Twitch's response or game plan be for keeping keeping you from basically taking your Twitch content and rolling it over to YouTube to try to monetize there as well, right? Like, basically double dip: have a YouTube channel, have a Twitch channel, and essentially just roll the content over.
1: Ease, <laughs> that's that's really like their. That's the selling point is like it's already here.
0: Yeah. In other words, they've they've already done it.
1: And you get live chat with it.
0: That's another good point. Yeah.
1: And YouTube has now done that as well. So like that vibe that I have. I can I can I can enable it so that you see the tap as you watch the video.
0: So it comes in at at times, in other words, not just all at once where you're scrolling through it, but like it comes in as people would have been talking.
1: Yep, yep. Timestamps and everything
0: interesting yeah hmm.
1: yeah i mean they they saw that you know that was a nice tweet, uh twitch feature and you know again they want to be the they want to be that for twitch streamers they're trying to compete so yeah that's one of the things they added. and i will tell you that uh facebook is playing catch up but they're doing it they're doing it fairly quickly and they've got some and, like theirs is like sort of a really interesting leverage because you have a social network i feel like they're going to need to do a better job of making their offering appealing. not that right now. Like um, if I had to guess or like people in Bangladesh or something. But I mean, again, they've got access to over a billion people. It's all right there and everything's built in and you can just be scrolling through your news feed and see someone's live stream. And, you know, now you're tuned in. So it's like a really great way to deliver content. I mean, it's, it's like what YouTube was to Facebook before Facebook realized that they could cash in on video Where basically people would just say, Hey, like I'm a YouTuber, um, here's a video. And it would actually show the full video within YouTube or within Facebook. And now they realized, Hey, wait a second. This is a really great way to convert and all this stuff. And we're losing traffic to YouTube. So let's do that as well.
0: Interesting. Do you feel like they're making a push towards gaming and twitch in particular or just the facebook live the ability to basically have a camera in your hand at all times and and take that to the internet
1: uh both both there i feel like they haven't that's their problem right now is they haven't like really drilled down on one um if there if there is such thing i mean they're definitely making progress in both regards i think Mm -hmm. um but but yeah i mean the uh The live video is obviously a nice feature that's done well for them. Um, and I think they're, they're doing things to improve that. Um, like I've noticed that they, they're trying to, um, well, this isn't really specifically live, but they, uh, for a while, and this was a few months ago, they were like reaching out to content creators to like create original works on Facebook. So like, uh, Marshawn Lynch. Um, put a show together for Facebook. I think it might still be on. Um, You know who Lonzo Ball is? Yep. So his family has a show on Facebook. And it's like blowing everyone out of the water. Like it was super worth it for Facebook to get them on a deal. Because they're that contents going absolutely nuts. So they're killing it. Like as far as that they've got like really they paid top dollar to get you know, content creators in there, and they got them, and they're good, and they've created some really good content. But you know, it's it's only a handful. You know, they they can't afford to do that. Well, they can, but I'm just saying, like, they're not choosing to afford to do that. Just like, hey, let's just buy all the talent up. They're they're putting some serious money towards it, and they've they've created some unique shows on their platform based on that. But yeah, so that's so that's what they're kind of doing in that regard of like I would say your standard video, maybe not necessarily live, but they do have people. Um, you know, even George Takei, uh he's, you know, you, I'm sure you've seen his, his stuff show up in your newsfeed. Um, he's one of the people that they paid to do content.
0: Is this like a, I think YouTube did this also basically rented studio spaces and in, in major metropolitan areas and hired people to, to, to produce this. So it's not like a, we are paying them to turn on their phone once a day and give us 30 minutes. It's they're coming in once a week to a studio doing a produced show and then leaving. Right, right. Gotcha.
1: Yeah, and when YouTube Red like first came out, you know, guys like PewDiePie were getting getting shows that were exclusive to YouTube Red. Yeah, and I don't I don't know if they're still doing that or not because I'm not a YouTube Red. You are. I mean, I, I'm sure you know, but
0: <laughs> I I go out of my way to turn off any any recommendations from YouTube about original content. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't know why because. I think it just has a stigma to me like it it legitimately I don't I don't really have a reason to go out and say pretty much anything coming out of YouTube should be bad or would be bad yeah but it just has left such a bad taste in my mouth all the, the scandals and things that have come out where be it just garbage from from guys like PewDiePie or some of this other stuff that's come out um, I can't remember the guy's name now but the one who filmed in the Japanese Oh yeah love yeah it, just stuff like that's like Maybe maybe it's just the the apples that have ruined the batches, but man, like I, I don't care about YouTube original content.
1: Yeah, I mean that makes sense to me. <clears throat> they've obviously they've obviously had some issues there, but um, but yeah, in general though, I would say, you know, they YouTube has had pushes that they do, and I feel like Facebook is kind of like a little behind. But so it's almost like Facebook was behind uh youtube and, and making some of this stuff happen but i feel like they're accelerating a little faster right now it doesn't mean they're going to continue to accelerate fast yeah but um because there, there's a certain point where it's like okay what you know you're you're spending a lot of effort for very small gains is it worth it right and that's a question you're gonna have to ask but but yeah there's a there's still uh, several things that you know uh, you know facebook doesn't have that you would get on twitch so one, I actually watched a video of these people who were on different platforms, and they were kind of talking about their. Thing. This one girl, man, I don't remember what it is, but she was Ra Ra Shishkumbah for Twitch, and it was kind of sickening. Like <laughs> how how like just blindfolded almost she was about how great Twitch was and how you know I ain't making mistakes. But it's like she would say like, oh, they can make mistakes sometimes. Anytime you ever tried to say they made a mistake, what? nothing. Oh, you know I mean? You know, like so she would say it because you're supposed to say that. And it sounded to me like she was getting very heavy preferential treatment from their staff. I mean, just from watching that that interview, um, she was like, Yeah, I know all these staff members like personally. I know a lot of people there. And if I ever have a problem with anything, like you know, I can just immediately contact someone and they're talking with me and we resolve it instantly. And, you know, cause they were talking about support, right? And one of the, one of the beefs that was brought up is that like, there's one guy who's like riding Facebook. There's one, you know, this girl was riding Twitch. Yeah. There's another girl and she was a mess. And it's like, eh, I don't like this panel. I mean, I guess it's, I suppose it's much like any, um, <laughs> any kind of like media, like mainstream media you see, you got you know, bias side, bias side, and they were talking about yeah you know twitch does not support you if you don't you know like and it's good no no they do support you no i get instant support and they're like well you know everyone else and this guy had like data he's like yeah there's like this many percentage of people that feel like they've been left out and you know this is kind of something that's only available to affiliates if uh or is it affiliates it's a is it it's partners at like the highest level right yeah yeah yeah, so basically they're saying you know only partners have access to this. affiliates do not get access to this and to make you know a partner of course you have to be so high, and you know and they said whereas with Facebook everyone gets that support and then they, well I've heard that you know their system is terrible and they don't know what they're doing and yeah it was a mess anyways I don't know why we're getting into that topic but but yeah you know all that to be said I don't know really which one I would pick. I, I'm kind of thinking my strategy might be when I start doing some streams because I was kind of testing the waters today with what I did just to see, um, number one, what kind of quality I could put off, you know, from the PlayStation 4. And if it's yeah. a viable option for what I'm doing, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the answer to that is no. Uh, I think what I would want to do in the future is like capture with a capture card and then just, you know, do, use my microphone and stuff because I have to use my headset to record. And my headset's not bad. I mean, it's, it's not the worst in the world, but I, I like this mic a lot better. And like, if I want to talk to my chat, I have to talk to my party as well. And that's just really annoying. And there's not like a quick way to mute. I can click a button and go to mute this channel. And then, you know, then I can talk to my audience. And every time I do that, every time I access my menu stream uh, goes blue because it doesn't want to show any of your settings. <sighs> yeah. Every time I'm talking to my audience, they're going to see the screen go blue. That's, that's not very good right? Yeah. Um, so it's not a very, that's not viable. That's not something I want to do. Uh, so I needed to run through my computer. Uh, anyways, I think your question was, you know, is Facebook targeting gamers or are they targeting kind of more live? And I would say they're, they're trying to do both at the same time, but their, their thing with gamers is they've made kind of like a, there's like a partner program that you can do almost, but it's not like anything really advanced. I'm a part of it. I mean, if I can sign up for it, it doesn't really have any restrictions, honestly. Now that may change. Um, they're working towards monetization. They have monetization available to top contributors. So like, if you're crazy, you got tons of people watching you, you'll get a cut. Um, so it's kind of like what YouTube is doing now, except much higher bar. So YouTube is, you know, thousand subs and 4,000 watch hours. Uh, I want to say, if I remember correctly, kind of the, the number, the magic number was like 100,000, something like that. I, I think that's correct. I could be wrong, but I wanna say it was like a really high number. So basically it's, it's a almost a beta in a sense. Interesting. So they're, they're, they have monetization available and they will roll out more monetization in the future for smaller people. And we don't know what that's gonna look like. I think it's supposed to come out for everyone. And their monetization is really weird because you don't get paid based on the number of ads. So it's not like, okay, I have one viewer watching one ad. That means I get 0.0002 cents or whatever. Theirs is kind of like, I, I brought a user in to watch video. They watched five videos in that session. My video was 10 minutes long and they watched all 10 minutes of it. And then they continued to watch 50 more minutes of content. So I get, I get that percentage like that one I get one sixth basically of the ad dollars generated during that time. Hmm. That seems a little weird. So here's, here's what I think is interesting about that. And in my opinion, I don't know that this is like scientific, but this is what I'm thinking is going to do here. Basically it will run ads based on like the topic. And let's say, you know, I'm doing an automotive show where I talk about new cars coming up and you're doing a show about, you know, um, keyboards, right? Well, the advertising dollars spent on a car advertisement is much higher than that keyboard advertisement. I can guarantee you that. Right. So if I'm splitting the total pool, basically my money is going into the pool and it's being split. So it's kind of like, you know, um, when they do like the waiter tips and or the uh, cook tips and stuff like that, if, if I understand it correctly, but that's, that's my take on it. And I'm, I'm assuming that's probably true. That's what they said is like, basically your percentage of viewing time is how you get, how you get paid on that user's interaction.
0: And this is something they've laid out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, it already exists from what I understand.
0: I remember this and I could be wrong on this.
1: I want to say it pre-rolls one Or like it kind of like mid rolls like you wait a little bit, then it rolls one. Um, But then you have the option to take ad breaks kind of like Twitch. I mean, they're, they're taking a lot of things off of Twitch. There's I think it's a little different. I don't know all the details about that. I just I haven't messed with it. And I I'm not I wouldn't be capable of even testing it because I'm not, you know, that high level member. They're kind of doing this that again for bigger brands. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's how they get monetized off of live. There is a certain point that you hit. I remember this now. There's a certain point that you hit in a live stream, like you have to have maybe like 50 people watching or something. Once you have that many people, then you can roll ads, and then you can get monetization. That I don't know why you would want to roll ads to 50 people though. I get that seems like a really. I get it. Like you want to offer it to people who want to use it, and they'll gladly let you run ads but at the same time like you know you're gonna run ads you don't want to run to 50 people you're not gonna get enough money off that like what there will be people who do it
0: that's what we were talking about with uh, twitch affiliates the average three viewers to get a affiliate invite what what are you gonna do with three viewers and the ability to subscribe subscribe your channel it's just it's when they decided to flip the switch probably doesn't make any sense at that point but it's it's the low barrier to entry so that you feel like you've made progress and now you've got a metric to watch to see to judge your growth
1: sure sure you gotta you gotta get people involved in the process and i think like their biggest thing is they want you to be consistent they want to they want to like guide you because if we just let any old person come in there and start getting subscriptions then I don't know, man. I think everyone would be like, you have all these people who don't really create good content. So like, they don't want to just give these, this ability to monetize to like a 12 year old, right? They want to make sure that's reserved for people who maybe, maybe they will go to a 12 year old and they, they want to give it to people who have gone through the process of making sure that their, their stream is at least presentable.
0: Yeah. They have an audience,
1: right? Right. You would have to have, entertaining content enough that you draw three people all the time, which is I think actually really hard to do. Um, or you would have to just have people who bought in followers like that, who have finally just said like, Hey, I like this guy's stream. He's small, you know, but he's interesting to watch or he or she, and you start coming back and that's how you're going to start to get that three, I think easier than just, wow, I got lucky. And every time I turn this thing on three people out of the blue show up, right? You know, I, I don't think that happens a whole lot.
0: It's the three people waiting for Monotone Tim to, to go back to streaming uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: That's what we're going to go do after this. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's interesting because I, I hadn't stayed in the loop with Facebook. People would ask me at churches about, you know, they all wanted to go live, all wanted to go live. And beyond... The return on investment that I'd always wonder about—they always wanted to do Facebook, and I'd tell them like, if you've got an iOS device, you can pretty much just flip that switch anytime you want to, and you can go live. Sure. If you want to do it in a professional sense with a computer, I honestly at the at that time didn't know even really could you. I thought you really had to be a bigger brand, and and you needed to roll your own um, solution with a. OBS or XSplit or something, and or a, a Flash media encoder to be able to send them video. It wasn't like they just because if you go and look on their page, at least back then, six to twelve months ago, there was no place on their site to go and hit go live. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they but they made it drop dead simple for anyone with an iPhone to do it.
1: Sure, sure, and it's because they wanted like I think relative out and out in the field kind of content, and what they've realized is that there are pseudo like groups and companies and things like that, that they've actually now provided a solution for that. Yeah. You can tie it in with your OBS or broadcasting software, or you can just click go and they've got like intuitive software that just says, okay, let's hook up your camera. Let's hook up your mic. Okay. Let's go right here from Facebook. They, yeah, they've got their own solution. I haven't used it, but it seems so simple that it would be kind of hard to screw up as far. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, it's painfully simple. Yeah. Because again, like I think the hard part about broadcasting before that change was OBS is a beast, man. Like it does a lot of great stuff and it's really good. You can fine tune it the way you want to. Man, you you put that in front of someone who's not tech savvy and they're not going to have an easy time. It's going to be pretty difficult. So, you know, giving them a solution where it's like, hey, here's your video preview window. Click here to change your mic, click here to change your camera and click here to go.
0: Well, as somebody who did it back when XSplit was in beta and I actually had an opportunity to buy the lifetime subscription of XSplit, Flash Media Encoder was a kick in the pants.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, that was a, a corporate solution that just got in the hands of, of normal people, and thankfully it did because, you know, it gave us, I mean, heck, it gave us Justin TV, which turned into sure. what?
1: Well, Justin TV became Twitch.
0: That's weird. That's so weird to think of. Yeah. Livestream was the one that competed with Justin a lot, right? Because that was the one where yeah. a lot of people started streaming computer games on.
1: Yeah, now and now live stream is like a very corporate solution. Yeah. Broadcasting kind of crazy. They've really changed their game up completely. It's crazy how all that stuff evolved, crazy, crazy, crazy. And now um, I don't know if you've heard this, but Amazon is getting in the like video game as well. I mean, I know they've got Twitch, but they're they're getting in like the YouTube recorded video game
0: are they launching a separate property or is it like video.amazon.com or like what is the.
1: Yeah. So I don't know too much detail about it. I know everyone's calling it Amazon tube, <laughs> but I don't know that that's its official name. Let's, let's, let's look it up real fast. Cause I, I've heard a lot about it. Amazon tube to knock off YouTube with new video service. So this is saying might, so they've registered trademarks for Amazon tube and open tube. Really? They got the trademarks for it, so there you go.
0: Not an original, an original idea under the sun, is there? <laughs>
1: nope, nope. But they don't have to be original. You know, it's Amazon, man. They just like, hey, we have a server farm. Hey, we've got uh, you know, we've got a massive army of people who pay us monthly for everything under the sun. So why not make a recorded video service as well?
0: We've got computers doing nothing. Let's utilize economies of scale and put them to work. Yeah. Why not? That's nuts.
1: Amazon has recently relisted Google's Chromecast as a result of Google pulling YouTube from Amazon Fire and all Echo shows. Still in constant discussion to reach a verdict. Uh, Amazon might not want slash need YouTube as a service on their platforms. Company might just go and make their own. On the same day as Google announcing that YouTube will be discontinued from Amazon's service on January 1, we learned that Amazon has filed two new trademarks, Amazon Tube and OpenTube, both have descriptions extremely similar to that of YouTube's. Amazon has said that OpenTube and Amazon Tube would provide non-downloadable pre-recorded audio, visual, and audiovisual works via wireless networks on a variety of topics. It also, the service to grant online network services that enable users to share content, photos, videos text data, images, their electronic works relating to entertainment, uh, including movies, television, you know, that's just basically the topics of discussion at that point.
0: What do you imagine the branding is for OpenTube? As an open to the public?
1: Y- yeah, I, I'm, star- I'm kind of thinking that it's like, hey, you see that right now YouTube is making it so hard for you to be paid for what you do. We're open. You can be, you can have one viewer and you can get paid for, you know, the advertisements that run on your channel.
0: The doors are open. Come on over.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So basically less restrictive service. And I'm wondering if it will have anything to do with content as well. So think about it like this. Now this would be interesting. So I'm just going to kind of read this, this first part again, because I feel like this, this maybe, this will maybe help us kind of get a better idea, but it says it will provide non-downloadable pre-recorded audio visual and audiovisual works via wireless networks on a variety of topics. I don't get that part via wireless networks.
0: I feel like you could replace wireless with mobile there.
1: Sure. Sure. But why, why focus? I mean, I, I get that like right now, right now mobile is going to be the majority of your traffic, but they're making this sound like that's all it does. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe we're not seeing the whole picture of what they're, you know, trademark or what, whatever they filed was, but.
0: It's a weird distinction to make. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, that that's just the first thing that came to mind is like, you've got all these services now that are fighting for, well, I guess this kind of walked back a little bit, but everybody was trying to be the video service provider for that telephone company, right? So if you were with at and yep. uh, I forget what their freebie was. Was it Netflix? One of them had, you know, freebie for this, freebie for that. And, you know, YouTube's free, Netflix is free, whatever's free, or it would be free if if you streamed it at a lower quality, at 480p instead of anything higher. I just wonder yep. if that's kind of what they're aiming for is like, we're going to be like, you won't use your data if you go look at OpenTube. Oh, uh-huh, maybe. OpenTube is free on your phone. That would be a big draw. Yeah.
1: Interesting. The service would also grant online network services that enable you to share content, photo, videos, text data, images, and other electronic work. It doesn't sound like it would be exclusive to video. I mean, it would be everything. So it kind of sounds more like social network. So it's like maybe a, or maybe the whole idea of open is you can share whatever you want.
0: Yeah. I mean, the way that you keep kind of reading it there in that context almost sounds like, uh, soundcloud meets youtube meets facebook
1: yeah exactly exactly yeah it's tough man i mean it's hard to be like that level of visionary because you know i think what social networking is and what it's like kind of going to is so different from what i kind of imagined it's almost like once once people kind of got the idea of social networking it's like oh this is boring and now we're creating these like really i don't know like i don't i don't really know the right word for it but it's it's almost like we're making these very exceptional experiences so everything is like video everything is image and i get that like people are visual and they want to see things they want to experience things like that but you know anymore like and this is something that i think is good because i think it works in my favor you know when you go on youtube now all these people are bitching about oh
0: no, youtube won't recommend my content oh.
1: and it's because like you have to have this high bar now people expect a high bar and there's enough people that you know have a decent voice and they can put decent content together and they can you know they have interesting guests and you know they're whatever whatever their draw is they've figured it out and they've kind of like brought their brand together they've figured some of those things out like like i don't think i can do something like a ninja right ninja right now fortnite player he's he's crazy man he can't be touched like he is the best at that game and he's riding that wave and by all means he should right like that's Hey, kudos to him, because I remember watching him when he had, like, 100 people, right? And I was one of them, and he's in there playing Halo every day, like, working harder than he is now, even. Like, he was on the, he was streaming all the time. And if he wasn't streaming, it's because he was at a Halo tournament. Dude, he had 100 people for, like, ever. And then, like, this game comes out, and he's playing it, and he sticks to it, and next thing you know, his channel just blows up. He's huge now. He's set all these records, like record subs, record live stream. It's not like a, you know, not like a tournament or something, like an individual live stream, the record for that. I mean, I think you and I talked about this, but he had a a stream with Drake. I mean, that's crazy, man. Like, he's got rap stars, like, contacting him saying, hey, let's play some Fortnite. The internet just shuts down to watch that happen. 700,000 people are going to watch that. You know, it was, I mean, like I've, I saw a video of it after the fact it was interesting, like it was cool. Hey, that's Drake. They didn't like do anything super crazy from what I saw, you know, while they're playing the game, it's just cool because here's a guy who's really good at a video game and he's playing that video game with a rap God. Yeah. It, it shut the internet down. I don't know. It's a cool world, man. I don't think I'm going to be able to do something like that. What I do think I have in my favor is the practice is the study of all the things that it takes to make a video successful my real strength i think is gaming the system is like finding a way to use the algorithm of youtube and use the the way that social networking sites work in my favor that's where i think my advantage is going to be i think my content will be decent I i mean i think i'm a reasonable enough person that if i'm doing something bad i'll stop doing that so i don't think i'll ever do anything bad
0: you mean poorly not illegal
1: Right, 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 right. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, stepping back to Ninja for just a minute, what are we to learn from that? What are we to learn from? You said that you know you watched him when he was breaking three digits. What if he was if he was the same person putting on the same quality? Presumably, maybe with with a little bit less expensive equipment. Likely, what are we to learn? Do we deduce that he rode Fortnite? arguably the most popular game ever up to this point and was just the lucky guy to be at the crest of that wave. I, I, I don't understand if he was so entertaining, why was he performing so poorly compared to how he's performing now? Yeah.
1: Interesting question. Cause it's one, it's one that he actually answered a few days ago. You know, people, he kind of brought this up. People have. Live- you know been asking me like where, where have you been dude and you know he's like i've been here the whole time but you guys didn't know i was here because i was playing halo and that was his whole point man he's like i got to a million followers a long time ago but he's like i was playing halo and nobody wanted to watch it his whole thing was he was playing the wrong game wrong as in quotes because he was a halo pro he was getting paid to like go to tournaments and win them he was he was winning them like he was winning tournaments kind of hard to play a different game when you're getting paid to play one. He was making a living off playing Halo. So it's like, you're not going to, Hey, I'm, I'm, I've got this cash cow here. I go to a tournament and make 50 grand winning the thing, you know, now I'm going to stream, you know, Starcraft. It doesn't make any sense. His whole point was like, once I got over Halo, once Halo kind of like disappeared, I realized that it wasn't coming back. I started playing other games and like, I mean, I remember that phase too. Like he was playing just whatever he wanted to play that point he had uh, moderate success like i would say i remember tuning in and you know he went from like being a guy who had several hundred people and like there'd be times where he'd have like a thousand even back in halo days but that was pretty much the cap It was usually around a few hundred and so when he started doing more variety stuff his numbers increased because people just really hated halo so he started doing different stuff and some things like you know he would get the same numbers as he would with halo but he would play kind of a more popular game and he would have several thousand, two, three thousand, something like that. I think he just, it was the right place, right time. And, you know, you, you used the word like, was he riding the wave? No, I don't think he was because when he started playing Fortnite, I don't think Fortnite was anywhere close to what it is now. I just remember it coming out and Pub was the established game. Everyone was playing that and all the big streamers were streaming it. You know, Dr. Disrespect is over here. You know, got 50,000, 60,000 people watching him play pub. He's killing it, man. And so a lot of people are playing pub. And I think even Ninja was as well. When Fortnite came out, you know, he was one of the first few to kind of say like, hey, I'm going to consistently play this. Then the game just blew up. I don't know if it happened overnight because honestly, it felt like overnight to me. Dude, I don't know because I just remember when I saw Fortnite come out, I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'll watch it. I watched it a little bit from other streamers. It didn't seem like the kind of game I wanted to play. It's fun, man. I mean, it's it's really, it's a fast-paced game. Like, pub can kind of drag on, and, like, it felt rewarding at first, but then as people got better, like, you just, the game would drag on and on and on, and then you get at the very end, and then someone's just got a better weapon than you do, and you die, and you're gone, and there it is, right? Fortnite, you it's a quick game like i feel like you can end the game like in 20 minutes if you're going to the end it's fast paced it's fun you're you're kind of in the game the whole time there's very few times that you just don't find anybody it's such a small map that pretty likely you're going to come across somebody and usually you're going to come across them right in the first place you land so i think like all of those elements kind of work together and yeah he was just the guy he was the face of it he came into that with a thousand followers it's not like he built a channel from scratch and picked the right game and then went from there, he was established. I mean he had a thousand followers, but he played a game that no no one wanted to watch anymore. And so then like as he started playing Fortnite, he piqued interest again and yeah, that's how he can take off.
0: Roll that all up together then. What was the secret sauce? Is Fortnite a good game to stream? And so people are interested in it and and because it was popular to stream it got popular. Is Fortnite popular because Fortnite is free? Where is the chicken and where is the egg here? Yeah,
1: I think, I think, um, you know, it being free has a big part to do in its success. I mean, it's free and it's everywhere.
0: Multi-platform.
1: Yeah, multi, multi-platform. And they have crossplay, All the things that you could want, you know, I can play with my friends on Xbox. I can play with my friends on PlayStation. Now, right now, PlayStation cannot play with Xbox. That's, that's really between those, those companies. But yeah, I mean, man, you can play that. And now they've just added Fortnite to iOS. And Android is coming soon. So you can even play on your mobile phone and you can play cross play on your mobile phone. It's ridiculous, man. Yeah, it's super easy to get into. I mean, at this point, everyone has a phone, everyone has a console or a computer. If you don't have one of those devices, then you're in a very, very small percentage of people in the United States. Yeah, it's just, it's everywhere. And now it's so easy. Stream now—it's so easy to watch people stream. You know, it's like anything. When you play something, you want to be the best at it, so you want to watch the best to be the best. Ninja's the best. Uh, he he creates ways to kill each to kill people. One of the interesting things I think about Fortnite is that they they are constantly adding new things to the game. One of their I think one of their big successes is that there's never a dull moment. Ninja has all kinds of fuel to create a highlight reel. I mean, it's crazy, man. Like, it's a really, he taunts people with the way he kills them. So they've created this game that, like, has this really kind of viral mojo to it. Like, it's, it's perfect for sharing and clipping and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, that's a success. I think, like, they've created a game that's just really interesting to share and show interesting ways to play the game.
0: I don't know. It's almost like it's a perfect storm the more you think about it
1: yeah i absolutely agree you know i i kind of a few months ago i was like why are all these people playing this game i think a lot of it was i just didn't play it as an outsider's perspective it just looked like it was not something really fun but i didn't i didn't kind of see the potential of like this how exciting the game is like i didn't see that from watching it to start with and the more and more i've played it now i just see like man i just have a blast playing it yeah it's fun man they've created like digital crack I saw a post on there someone was talking about how it's a shame that what the game originally started out as is like so far from what it is now. And these people were kind of like almost sad that It's become what it is. And I I, I had a really hard time reading this article because the game is like blowing up. It's huge. It's a massive success. Their whole point was they didn't buy this game for Battle Royale. They bought this game for Save the World, which is their single-player mode that you had to... At this point in time, you would have to pay money to play it. They eventually hope to make it free-to-play. And then there's like payable loot box.
0: The dreaded uh, three-letter word, PVE.
1: It is that... Yeah, it it is PVE.
0: Oil and water to internet games.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, the, the thing is, is like it's not. This is not a situation where you have PVE in a PvP world. It's it is just strictly a PVE mode, and then there's the PvP mode, which is battle royale. From that perspective, it's interesting, but. This person was kind of saying like, this was like their brainchild. This was their baby. They've had this idea forever and they dreamed up this really elaborate concept behind build a fort, save, you know, save this city from waves of zombies. And you know, this was like people kind of saying, like you know, it's a real shame because this game has like gone so far away from that now they're probably not going to like really do it the justice it deserves after all these years and like i understand that because those are obviously people who are very dedicated to that game mode a lot of people are very upset that it's not getting the love that it deserves but man if you look at battle royale it's hard to deny its success man they've they've really found something great and again this was not their original idea that's not what their game originally set out to be and they just saw the success of battle royale games and said hey we could do that we've got the assets we've got you know we've got something really unique here let's try it out and hey it's been very successful